when do you feel like you have the most to say? I feel like I have the most to say when I'm feeling, uh, I guess, confident. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not necessarily, I'm, I don't have low self-esteem right now, but I am just in a space where I feel like a student. And the last time I was a student in college or whatever, I I was really, I was young. And when you're young, you're energetic and you have that energy. And I feel like as you get older and life really starts to, you know, settle down um, and you become a real adult, it's like you are still a student, but in a different way than you were in college like all the false all the false sense of security and um confidence becomes it has to become something else and to me in my life right now it's becoming something else like more adult confidence i feel like i don't have my adult confidence yet but that's not to be with low self-esteem i guess I love, I love that. Maybe that's the direction this podcast needs to go. Maybe we need to talk about adult <laughs> confidence. I like that. That's the, that's the introduction to the podcast right there. Like that's the perfect draw because I want people to hear you say that and they're like, damn, where are they gonna go with the conversation? Yeah. Like I love that. It's it's hard when you're an adult because there's there's so much that's required out of you so much pressure coming from different angles of life that like to feel confident as an adult is a completely different beast so when you're in school it's like you know you can be confident in the work you're doing in class or like your grades or whatever you feel like is your thing in the moment but when you get older (laughs) there's 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 so many different so many different angles i guess so many different angles and can you believe that what is it now we met what seven years ago now yeah i know that's crazy like six seven years ago wow can't wait to get to that story (laughs) oh my goodness welcome listeners to the banquet hall podcast Gave you all a little bit of an extended intro. I don't even think you knew the podcast really started yet or not, but the podcast did start. <laughs> and that was such a perfect lead in to the conversation, get some of the butterflies out. Uh, but I'm blessed to be joined with another friend, another homie. The little homies of UCSD is what this series is called. No, I'm just kidding. Not <laughs> <laughs> the little homies. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the, the little homies of the UCSD gang. But no, I'm joined by Leah. Leah, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm feeling good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, As some listeners know, I just got back from traveling on the East Coast. So I feel like my mind is still on Eastern time, like at like seven o'clock last night. I was like, oh, it's getting late. (laughs) Then I looked at my phone. I'm like, dang, there's still so much Sunday left. And I woke up at like five o'clock this morning. I'm like, what what am I about to do? Just sitting up at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That's the thing about traveling. The time zone's too much much do you know how many different time zones you've been in since you've been traveling no I don't know (laughs) honestly I feel like the last time I I was out of the country was this summer I went to Italy I came back and was asleep for three days straight like the time zones (laughs) I'm I'm always in a different one so 
I don't I don't even know how to keep up at this point. Just just such a traveler, such a jet spotter, you. Um, but I think that's why I'm excited to have this episode air when it does, because this is gonna drop when I'm in Amsterdam. So I feel like it's just such a fitting episode for folks to tune into, for folks to engage with. So listeners, uh, if you haven't already, make sure that y'all follow the Banquet Hall Pod at Banquet Hall Pod. Subscribe, like, share with a friend, share with a cousin. What was the note? You don't want them to subscribe? No, I said period. <laughs> oh, I was about to say. I thought you was like, no. I'm like, wait, hold up. That's oh, rude. Period. period. <laughs> Dang, does that mean I'm getting old? Uh, <laughs> that stings. That stings a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so period, not no, got it. Old geezer <laughs> and me was operating the podcast for a second. Uh, but Aaliyah, the question that I like to always start my podcast with, uh, and you're from a string of guests on the podcast coming from the greatest city on the face of the earth. So the question I always start with, where are you from and how did that shape who you have become? Um, I grew up in South Central Los Angeles, California, um, and it shaped, it shaped everything about me I remember coming to San Diego from LA and I grew up in a very uh very black (laughs) place so uh growing up in that place and then coming to a little bit like more diverse place was definitely interesting for me but um I had a really strong hold on my identity when I came here so um I was able to stay rooted in that because of where I grew up. Yeah. I feel like everybody who goes to UC San Diego that's been on this podcast, they (laughs) always at some point say, yeah, it was interesting. Like, I feel like everybody just like defaults to interesting and it's just most the heaviest interesting that feel ever exists. Because I feel like you could see the gears turning. It was like, it was it was interesting you go through the good the bad the ugly the goddamn that's ugly as hell um what a time to be alive but yes LA and San Diego definitely have a different culture but I think it is so important to hold on to those things that shape who you are when you're living in a place that's just different like I was talking to a friend since the conference I went to in Philly last week was an all-black conference for the most part um just being in Philadelphia surrounded by so many black people then coming to San Diego and I'm like the only black person in a coffee shop I'm like this 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 ain't weird to y'all like it's a little weird yeah it definitely is weird and it took me by surprise when I came here because I like I said I grew up in a very black place so coming to San Diego I was like wait what do I do with all of this like it was new and it was definitely it definitely had its pros and cons uh but I definitely miss being in a more black space um I love San Diego San Diego is beautiful um they have a lot to offer here but um definitely missing LA a lot as well don't we all uh (laughs) but I want to rewind the clock back a little bit because I always think it's interesting for our listeners to hear how I've crossed paths with the guests that I have on the podcast do you remember the first time that we crossed paths in this wonderful life of ours? Yes, I think it was at King Drew. So you're some sort of liaison at UCSD. You're the mini hats that you wore there. You're some sort of liaison and you came to my high school and I met you there. And I think there was like some sort of UCSD LA hangout. 
um, before we came to college and um, yeah, so I met you there and it was, it was interesting. I feel like we kind of clicked right off the bat because I don't know, you reminded me of myself in many ways. So it was cool to kind of meet someone that I related so closely to. What was the most important way that you saw yourself in me? I'm curious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think especially in, in high school and at the beginning of college, I was very, I was very, um, I like to say shy. People don't see it as shy, but I like to Mm. say, I like to say shy, um, kind of reserved. Um, and you kind of were reserved as well maybe maybe um in a different way because everyone knew you and loved you you were like an open guy but um I don't know you were just someone that I was able to communicate with um easily at the beginning and that's really hard for me communicating with people when I first meet them so like I don't know it's just easy yeah I appreciate that and it's, it's very interesting when people, because I feel like a lot of people in my life who met me after a second year at UCSD, they don't, some people don't believe that I'm more reserved or shy or like antisocial at times. Like there's a very close friend of mine. When I told her that I'm not a social person, she was like, yes, you are. I'm like, no, I literally like, I am not a social person, <laughs> but I feel like I'm always in positions where I'm forced to be social or I'm getting paid to be social. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to live in America. So sometimes I got to do the social thing to get a paycheck, get rent paid yeah. and whatnot. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not really the person that goes out of my way to engage with people. So it's also always interesting meeting people who met when y'all was in high school and it was my job to get y'all to come to UCSD. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like I like kind of hit y'all with a little okie doke, but <laughs> y'all was alright. Yeah, no, nah. I definitely, I definitely don't feel like, I don't know. I, I was more observant back then and I'm still pretty observant, but I was more observant back then. So it was. I was very quiet and I sat back and I like watched and um, I feel like that's why I was able to connect with you in that way too because I was just like oh this guy is nice but (laughs) you know not maybe not what people thought of you at that time. Mm. Make me feel like I got a secret identity. (laughs) I mean I don't I don't think you have a secret identity I think it's I think it's more about like access and um and what you show to people. You gotta have a VIP platinum card, the highest tiered rewards <laughs> points to get to know me. I need it to be a paid subscription at this point though. That's what, I think that's what I started to realize about adulthood. Like I've, there's levels to the reservedness and I think I've reached a point where I need to have like, I need subscribers to like really get to know me like y'all got to pay because all the free game stuff like I know I do free game Fridays on the podcast listeners but some of the game y'all gonna start paying for the game not paying for it get your coin (laughs) you wouldn't you wouldn't pay two dollars a month to be my friend (laughs) two dollars what can I do with two I can do so many things with two dollars and I have to like I mean, Name five I, things you could do I, with two dollars. I <laughs> okay, five. That's that's crazy. But I I think paying for friendship is kind of crazy. I I won't lie. Like I have to hit you on the back end. Like you got any like layaway? 
<laughs> discounts or people who've been knowing you for I don't know. I think the discount would be at 10 years though. And so you would still have to pay a couple of years <laughs> to reach that tier. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know if I could pay. That's fair. I'll, I'll I'll allow it. I'll allow it for now. But for the listeners, especially y'all that ain't followed the podcast yet, y'all might have to be on the five dollars a month tier. I'm not sure. I'm gonna figure it out. It's gonna be all part of this big plan. Maybe it's because I just went to an NBA conference. I'm really in a business mindset right now. But we got to start monetizing friendships if we're trying to capitalize in capitalism. Am I right? Sure. I'm, 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 I'm just messing with you. Do I get a do I get a percentage since you came up with this idea? <laughs> I mean, I was a part of the fine. You're you're part of the brainstorming session on my podcast. Fine, I guess. I mean, <laughs> audio listeners, if y'all wondering why there was a quick switch up, I think Aaliyah saw the look on my face and inferred some things from my face. I, I thought it was a very friendly like. Oh, let me hear your thoughts, Facebook. I, I guess not. No, no, it definitely was not that. But I'll, I, you know what? I'll let you have it. This is your, this is your platform. You know, <laughs> it, it is our platform. Uh, but obviously, you didn't just come to UCSD to be my friend and eventually have a paid subscription to friendship. <laughs> so <laughs> why don't you let the listeners know what did you study at UCSD? Um, I studied ethnic studies with a minor in international studies, so culture, and <laughs> yeah, that's what I was studying there. I should have done like linguistics or something like that because huge language learner. I love to learn languages, but mm. ethnic studies, culture, it was cool. I enjoyed, I enjoyed my major a lot. I enjoyed it a lot. What led you to want to do ethnic studies? I think um, it was the summer bridge program. We had like some sort of ethnic studies course and I was like, wow, I love this. This is like what I would dedicate my life to. Um, but I mean, you know, <sighs> definitely, <laughs> definitely uh, would have picked something else if I had if I had a chance to do it all over again, for sure. And so you mentioned linguistics or something along the lines of language studies. How many languages do you currently have under your belt? Probably, like that I'm conversational in, that I'm fluent in. What you working on? I mean, even if you know like only six words of German, that's six more words of German than some people. <laughs> I mean, I guess like conversationally, um, English, French, Italian, Spanish. And then like, I know I know a couple words in a couple other languages, but I mean, I'm not conversational, so. It just sounds slight, a couple more words in a couple other languages. Like that's big <laughs> to be able to speak that many languages. So if we flip the script right now and just start doing the rest of this podcast in French, how far do you think we could go? Um, Pretty far. I mean, it, it depends on how, it depends on how fluent you are. But I think I can go pretty far. I can I can talk about most things in French. I'm not like I can't talk about like business in French, <clears throat> like those type of words. But I can I can hold a conversation in French if I if I needed to. 
Well, if I'm not mistaken, I have absolutely 0% of my listeners in France. So we're not going to do the French thing. And I got to protect my own kind of ego as well, because I know I'm not going to be able to go as long conversationally in French as you. And so there's going to be a point in the conversation where you're going to say something. I'll be like, yeah, I have no idea what you said, but uh, let's move on to the next topic. Allons-y. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love, I love language learning, though. I think it's important that everyone learn at least, at least one other language it changes the way that you think um and the way that you approach life I feel like even it it's it, it seems simple but like it isn't it's it's really really important yeah definitely just communication in general and how we're able to interact as a society and of course as we're going to get to in a bit as someone who's traveled to so many different places you witness so many different cultures so many different societies so even just learning a little bit about how people speak natively like that can make a huge difference in your understanding of just life in general yeah true very very true and I think that's one of the things that because I took a it was like a language and cognition class at UCSD where we talked about like the neural processing of languages and just the mere thought of just like how the way that we speak in these different languages influences how we think about things in general, whether you're a society or people that speak languages that genders different words in your language that can change your view on life. Uh, how you distinguish colors so definitely echo like needing to get out there and learn more languages um I need to brush up on some French for sure when I went to France though like I was only there for the five days but I was speaking French to the locals I felt I felt a little bougie you feel me like we was in an Uber <laughs> and I was talking to the guy and he was like uh, to a Francais I was like oh no I'm from California and he was like California I'm like yeah so I thought you were French I'm like oh I made it I made it out here <laughs> yeah and that's definitely a hack for when going there because a lot of people complain about the people and the culture there about how like rude the people are but I mean um <laughs> learning how to communicate with them you you understand a bit more about how they how they move throughout life um yeah I love France I, I love France too I definitely want to go back because that's literally when people ask how Paris was I tell them like yeah like the idea that the French are rude I'm like it's more so like you don't want some loud ass American coming to your country, like just not adhering to any customs. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be rude to you because yeah. you're being a, you're just being annoying. Like, that's being annoying. That's not being French. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. It was it was interesting because I I studied there twice, um, and every time I went, I was with other american students and they'd be yelling on the metro and just just loud and obnoxious and i'm like yo <laughs> please please exclude me from this i don't want to be i don't want to be associated yeah but um france is definitely one of my favorite places um yeah yeah, because I think the the loudness is really the key because it wasn't until I went to Paris that I realized just how loud America is. Like, especially when you're just walking on the street, like you can hear somebody talking on the phone, there's dogs barking, people screaming, people arguing. Then you go to Paris. I was like, dang, like I need to like, why am I talking so loud? Like, let me let me relax a little bit. Cause you don't hear nobody else's conversations. It's like, dang, that's kind of nice. 
Yeah, yeah. And when I came back from from France the first time, I was whispering to everyone because I was like, wait, why are why are we so loud? Like what's happening? It was whispering. People are like, why are you whispering? And I'm like, I'm just used to it. Um, but yeah, no, Americans definitely have certain certain stereotypes that we carry with us throughout the world. And it's and it's really uh really unfortunate. <laughs> to um see people going to other places and and really you know not not giving a good example of what it means to be from a different place but I mean it's it's because Americans don't travel like Americans just don't do it partially because we have a huge country um compared to other places but yeah Americans <laughs> don't travel enough yeah, so many people don't travel enough in our country. And I think that's why when you speak to people who go to a college environment, uh, stu not studying abroad is one of the most quoted like things that people regret from their college experience. Like a lot of people say, oh, I wish I would have studied abroad. People talk about how cheap it is to study abroad when you're in college and all the different scholarships that are available. I didn't study abroad while I was in college, but I don't necessarily think it's a big regret of mine. But you already mentioned that you studied abroad in Paris twice. Were those your only two study abroad trips or did you go anywhere else for study abroad? No, I think I studied abroad a total of like maybe four or five times. So I went to France and then I did a um, spring break trip to Guatemala, Honduras, um, and Belize to see the ruins. It was an anthropology course. And then um, I went back to France for a semester. And then I did semester at sea, which was crazy. Um, but it was right right before the pandemic. So that got cut short. But it was it was really fun. It was really exciting. Oh, yeah. You were at semester at sea when the world shut down. Dang. What a Wow. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was actually really wild. So the way it happened was like, we, we were supposed to go to China that got cut. And then um, we were in Vietnam for longer than we were supposed to be. And we disembarked in South Africa. And I got on the last flight out of South Africa. Like if I didn't get wow. on that flight, I would have been stuck there. They like, when I was on my flight, they're like, hey, if you plan on returning to South Africa, if you live here, um, get off of the plane because there are not going to be any planes in or out after this flight and I was like yeah so I got out of there but um, 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 um. yeah I wish that wasn't cut short I was having a lot of fun there. that just feels like some shit out of a movie like because <laughs> like whenever I talk about the beginning of the pandemic I always talk about like oh yeah where are you when the world shut down because it just felt like the climactic part of a movie where it's like oh shit like things are things are happening so it's like where were you because my pandemic shutdown story not as drastic as getting on the last flight out of a whole country but I was at Korean barbecue and we were watching it was one of the NBA games it was like the Jazz versus somebody and they like ran out and stopped the game and it was like oh like somebody has the coronavirus and the game's canceled and we're like oh shit like oh this is this is now this is serious <laughs> oh my goodness like wait what <laughs> what a time here we are in 2023 being able to podcast on zoom uh from from a pandemic that's still going on but at least we're able to be quote-unquote safe can I say that on a on record okay. safe-ish 
Safe-ish. All right, we'll, we'll rock with safe-ish. But so you studied abroad, you did semester at sea. I know there are some of my listeners who are still students at UC San Diego. So if I could put you on the spot to give kind of like an elevator pitch or a reason why somebody should like just take the leap of faith and study abroad, what would you tell someone who's kind of on the fence about it? Um, first of all, school will always be there. UCSD is not going anywhere. So um, taking the time to study abroad is super important because it changes where you are physically and where your mind can go. I feel like um, a lot of time people are limited by their surroundings and what they see. Um, so studying abroad really like basically expands your mind. It, it takes you to places that you'll never think of mentally um, and forces you out of your comfort zone, forces you to be in a place where you know, you really have to be quiet, especially if you don't speak the language and, and kind of take in everything around you. And um, when you're in a country that you grew up in or a city that you grew up in, um, a lot of time you're surrounded by noise, your family, your friends. Um, so I would say studying abroad is amazing if you want to just, you know, get out, get out there and do something different. Um and yeah, I, I mean, studying abroad is great. And then also it's often cheaper than your tuition um, that you're paying for a quarter or for the semester. So um, you could save money by doing it. Meet so many different people. Like how many people get to say that they have friends in different countries or, okay. you know, uh, things like that expands your network. It's just amazing all around, honestly. Um, and I would recommend it to everyone that, you know, is in college and, um, you know, wants to do something different. Yeah. It's a good plug. You convinced me if I was in, if I was in school, <laughs> I, I would check it out. Um, want to ask a little bit about kind of like your upbringing. Did you come from a family that traveled a lot? No. So I was the first person in my family to, I mean, okay. So my dad is Belizean and he lives in Belize. So that's a, that's a different story, but I was the first person in like my family to really go abroad. So the first trip I went on was to Jamaica with my best friend um, in 2017. And that was the first time that anyone in my family had really gotten a passport and been out of the country. So it was a new experience for not only me, but my family as well. Um, Cause I was able to kind of travel by proxy for them. So yeah, I mean, definitely didn't come from a family that traveled at all. So what was that like then after coming back from traveling abroad for the first time, no one in your family has been out of the country and it's like, you've seen the world and like people in your family are just in LA. Like obviously being in LA is already like a lot for people not from LA, but just like the fact that you've seen like different parts of the world now. Um, it's, it's amazing, but also like, it kind of makes me sad for people that haven't been able to travel or like haven't had the opportunity to because there's so much to see outside of like not only your city but like your state the country there's so much to see so I kind of just came back with this idea that like I want to get as many people to do this as possible that's kind of where like Aaliyah Adventures kind of came from I was like wow not only am I the first person in my family, but I don't see many Black people traveling. So I was like, wait, there's a whole like gap that needs to be filled. Um, 
with like black people traveling, students traveling, uh, people from my community traveling, because it it's not something that is exclusive. Like the world is open to everyone. It's it's not something that only this type of person does. So, yeah. Yeah, the world is open to everyone. I love that. And I think that I remember that, I don't remember the exact like activation energy around it, but I do remember that period of time when all of a sudden, if I click on your IG story, it's like, you in fucking Iceland? <laughs> we click like, wait, where are you? Are you in Narnia? Like it, it just, at, at some point, it just felt like you was just doing like, I was just like, oh, I don't even know if you're on the planet. Like, you're just seeing so much. And like you say, you're going places where you come from underserved and underprivileged communities. It's like, oh, I didn't know we could go there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there was a, there was a time, like, after after my first trip, I got a bug. And I was like, why? I can go to this place. I can go to this place. And it was, and I was dragging everyone that would allow me to. Like, I was like, come on a trip with me. Let's do this. Let's go here. So yeah, I definitely was in a lot of different places um, <laughs> back at that time. That was a crazy time for sure. That is a crazy time for sure. And so you've mentioned that kind of part of the impetus behind traveling is wanting to see the world, wanting to represent for like black folks and be able to show like other folks in your community what's possible are there any other reasons why traveling is important to you or things that you gain from traveling that we might not see on the outside? Yeah, definitely a sense of self, I would say, um, and confidence, um, and a sense of wonder, I think, and curiosity. Um, because like I said, it's a lot of noise, like being even now as an adult and not being in the college space anymore, there's so much to do working, taking care of family, taking care of friends. There's so much to do. So um, traveling really gives me that time and that space to be quiet and learn something new um, and be curious and explore. Um, and yeah, I think it's really important even as a, an adult now, like even, you know, if you've never been at a place, a different place, a different country, um, that you should start no matter how old you are. Like it's not something that young people need to be doing, something that everyone needs to be doing. Um, and yeah, I really gain a sense of self and confidence from traveling like so much, especially bringing back the language thing, like being able to speak a different language abroad just gives me a sense of like, um, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. I don't know how to describe what it's like, but it's it's definitely cool. I think, I mean, even the fact that you don't have the words to describe it, I think is a testament to just how important and transformative traveling can be because there's certain things that you really just, like, I don't know how to describe to somebody what it was like to see the Eiffel Tower for the first time in real life. Because yeah. it's like, you have these classes. I took French in high school. You have history classes. And it's like, oh, yeah, the Eiffel Tower. Like, But then you go and it's like, oh, like, this really the Eiffel Tower. Like, it's huge. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it's like something that you never think that you will see in real life. I feel like, well, at least for me, it was something that I never really dreamed of like I never thought about it until I started traveling I was like wait this is really possible like there's people here 
that live this life. And there's so many opportunities and so many things to see that like, I can't really stop at one place. And that's why it just kept going from there. Yeah. And so you, you mentioned Paris as one of your favorite places that you've been. What are some other ones of your favorites? Like, obviously, I know you probably have found something you love about almost everywhere you've been, but where are the ones that you still dream about? Um, I like to categorize them. So um, favorite overall city, Paris, favorite like nature place, Iceland. Iceland is incredible. It's beautiful. Um, I went at a time where like the sun didn't rise to 1130 a.m. and it set at 4 p.m. So it was just a whole new world. Um, and in terms of like a sense of home feeling, I think Belize because my dad's from there and I have family there. So um yeah, I feel like those are a few of my favorite places um, that I probably will continue to return to. Um, yeah. I want to go somewhere in South America, though. I think that's my next trip, like Brazil or another place like that. So you're a natural at the podcast thing, because that's what I was going to ask next. I was like, what's what's left on the bucket list? Where Where is the adventures of Leah, Leah going next? Um, probably back to Africa and South America. I have been to 22 countries so far, and I think I've only been to one African country and none in South America. So I'm headed there next. Um, and I, I'm trying to bring a bigger group with me this time, more friends, um, because I feel like that's the, that's the way I find the most joy, um, and I make the most memories traveling with my friends. So definitely excited to continue. Yeah. Let, let the let the listeners in on the inside scoop. Give us a give us a travel story with one of your friends. Like what's something cool? Like what's the coolest thing you've seen? What's something what's the scariest thing you've seen? What's the funniest thing you've seen while traveling? <laughs> like let's get to the, let's get to the meat and potatoes. <laughs> um wow, okay. So the coolest thing I've seen while traveling that's hard there's so many cool things the coolest thing that I've seen hmm I think probably like the the black sand beach in Iceland that was awesome it's the same beach I, I know you don't watch Game of Thrones sorry but it's the same beach that they shot um a few of the Game of Thrones um sites on so that was cool um and funny things happen all the time while traveling. It's it's amazing. So um, on my most recent trip, I'm ashamed. <laughs> on my most recent trip, um, we booked an Airbnb. It was in the middle of Lake Como. Lake Como is an area in uh, Northern Italy. Uh, it is very, very hard to like access. There are no Ubers there. So we were like, we don't know how we're going to do this. We got there on the Airbnb listing site. It was like, you need to have a car to get up the hill. And we're like, no, we got this. We're fine. <laughs> so they we did not have this. <laughs> and we did not have it at all. It was one of the most horrendous experiences of my life. We were all crying, dragging our bags up a cobblestone hill. It was it was really bad, but it was really funny after we looked back on it. But we were we were crying and sweating and it was not a good time. Not a good time at all. <laughs> funny though. Hey, but you you live to tell the story. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and stuff like that 
I mean, I tend to have a really good attitude while traveling. Um, and it was hard during that time, but we laughed about it later. So um, there will be a bunch of experiences like that when you're in a new place and things are hard, but it's good to have friends with you. It's good to have friends with you. If I'm not mistaken, you've also had some travels or some trips where you've traveled by yourself. What's that been like? Traveling by myself is fine. It is great because you can do whatever you want to do. You have no restrictions. Everything is up to you. Um, and you have full reins to steer your trip. But like I said, I have the most fun when I'm traveling with um, friends. I think when you're traveling by yourself, you really have to have a sense of purpose and a sense of, um, you know, confidence to, to do what you want and maneuver through the city, especially as a woman and especially as a black woman too. Like there was a lot of situations that, you know, I, <laughs> I really had to kind of, you know, pull it together and, you know, get myself through it. Um, but traveling, by myself definitely is one of the things that I would recommend that everyone do at least one time um, because it it definitely um, like I said gives you a sense of a sense of self for sure oh my goodness I don't know if I would do it again I think I would I think I would yeah where would be somewhere you want to go by yourself somewhere you've already been somewhere new um Wow, where would, I don't know by myself. I I could travel anywhere by myself, but where would I want to go by myself? I think probably back to back to France. It's just it's just the place I'm most comfortable. I'm most fluent in language, and you know I can maneuver. But I don't think that I don't think that I would want to travel to any new places by myself at this point in time. Yeah. And kind of closing, well, not closing, I'll probably ask like 10 other follow-up questions based off how you respond to this next one. Uh, <laughs> but you've mentioned that traveling has given you a better sense of self, like more of a sense of self. What is the most interesting thing or the most important thing that you've learned from yourself, uh, learned from yourself about yourself while traveling? Um, I learned that I'm stronger than I think I am. And I'm more more agile I think to travel at all you have to have a sense of adaptability and um just critical thinking skills it gave me a lot of confidence because there's so many situations um that can easily become dangerous or just hard when traveling so you have to be able to get yourself out of those situations and be able to, you know, figure things out. And I think um, being able to do that made me more confident um, just in my everyday life because I trust myself to be able to, you know, maneuver and go about the world and different, different countries and things like that. I think that's a beautiful answer. And when you look at, kind of your social media presence since you've had this travel bug. Do you consider yourself a travel influencer? Oh, 
here we go with the travel influencing. I don't like travel influencing. I don't like travel influencers um, because like I said, it's all about purpose. Like you can't be just out here getting on planes, hopping on planes, going to a place without a purpose. Um, and as we've seen recently with things like Hawaii and climate change, people go to indigenous lands. And I think that's kind of where I draw the line. It's like travel influencers will influence you to go anywhere without like, okay, what do I want to see? What am I going for? And that sense of purpose is so important because you end up like if you don't have that sense of purpose, you end up places that you aren't supposed to be and for no reason. And I think when traveling, it's important to be respectful to the culture, the people in the land. And, you know, you can't, you can't do that if you don't have a purpose. But no, I don't consider myself a travel influencer. Um, a travel encourager, <laughs> maybe but not influencer. Like, I'm not telling you where to go. Like, I don't know. I don't think people that should visit other places because they see other people doing it on social media um, because people were flooding. I think it was Positano, Italy this past summer because they seen all these influencers doing it on TikTok and like the power grid just went down. Like no, no electricity because of a flood of um, tourists. And with the fires in Hawaii, there were there were fires on, I think it was Maui, and mm -hmm. um, they rescued essentially the the tourists, leaving the indigenous people to fend for themselves and you know figure out their own resources. And to me, that's just a bit a bit too much. That's wild. So Leah, the travel encourager. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> We'll EBD that. on the final name but I think that the reason I asked that question is because I figured the answer was no that you don't consider yourself a travel influencer but I do firmly believe that you influence people in the ways that are more with more reverence for the art of traveling and for places that people are going because I think just based off of who you are as a person based off your ethnic studies background too I think that that type of reverence that you have for the places that you're going and your sense of purpose for yourself while you're traveling I still see that as a form of influencing so I like using encouraging as a different word for that because when I see you travel and it's like I could tell that you're posting your experience traveling for you because you want to do it this is what you got out of it it's not oh check out the best ice latte at this location that i went to <laughs> that's definitely not how i'm rocking that's definitely not how i'm coming about traveling at all i definitely i'm not even a sightseer like i don't like to visit like Okay, when you're at a place, of course, when you're in Paris, you have to visit the Eiffel Tower. But I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge like attractions type of person. Mm -hmm. I think, I think traveling really is what you make it, and you have to make it your own um, for you to enjoy it truly. Because if not, you'll go on the what? What are the ten best things to see while I'm in this place? And you won't end up enjoying your trip because you didn't tailor it to who you are and what you want. So. Yeah, go out there and do your own thing. Make your make the world your own, really. Make the world your own. And we're going to come back to that best way to travel because I think that will be 
a good kind of take home for some of the listeners because yeah, when I go to these places, I like I'm interested in what's like the main things that people come here to see. But like also what's the shit that when the locals be looking at the tour and say, like, dang, y'all, y'all so focused on this, y'all not even checking out the other stuff here. Cause that's one of my things about the Louvre in Paris. The Mona Lisa's great. Love it. It's like the 10th coolest thing in that museum at best. So many cool things in that museum. <laughs> I don't understand why people think they go and they can do it in one day. I tell everyone, when you're going there, please, you need time. You cannot, you cannot do that whole museum in one day. There's so many things to see. And the Mona Lisa, like you said, it's cool. But I mean, yeah, there's a whole line to see it. And like, you can't even get a picture <laughs> yeah like i i kid y'all not listeners if y'all haven't been to the louvre there's like a cooler painting right across from the mona lisa that's huge like as everybody was standing in line i'm like i could just take the picture from here like i'm gonna go i'm gonna go check out the other paintings here but yeah you really have to carve out time for those things because i was only in paris for five days but man did i I maximized the hell out of every hour, everywhere I went. Like, I think we might've spent like five hours at the Louvre and my feet was just blistering afterwards. <laughs> but but I saw what I could see. And one of the things that I really appreciate about some of the museums and whatnot in Europe, because a lot of these things are a lot older than the stuff we see in the Americas. And even like the paint on the wall sometimes I'm like, oh, this is an expensive ass red y'all got on these walls. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Did like you the go Palace of Versailles? I'm like, oh, oh you, you're balling. <laughs> Versailles is crazy. Versailles is absolutely I went in there, I was looking around, looking at the ceilings. I was like, wait, hold up, this is too much. Like I, I don't even know the value of that place. It's absolutely just, it's beautiful though. Beautiful. And I highly recommend to go there. Highly, highly recommend because that changed my definition of baller when I saw the palace. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're sleeping. We sleep in America. Ain't, ain't not a single baller here. Did you hear about the fountains there? About how they had to turn off the fountains as the the like queen would walk the ground because like they couldn't pump the water so they would as she would walk by the fountains they would turn off the ones behind her and turn on the ones in front of her because there were so many fountains it's just I don't that type of opulence is like how do you even live a life like that that's that's crazy yeah it's crazy as hell but man so you got me excited to go to Amsterdam next week I'm like man I'm, I'm ready to see the world because I feel like when especially as like marginalized peoples going through the school system like we read about a lot of this stuff in history but a lot of it isn't contextualized as the stuff that we can also tangibly tangibly interact with like as I was looking at the map of Amsterdam and places I want to visit Amsterdam next week I was like damn the Anne Frank house is just right here like, like I that's yeah like that's wild to me because it's like we spend so much time like we spend so much time learning about these things in history classes and reading these books and it feels like oh this is just this is ancient history within you are able to travel to these places and it's like oh yeah like th it was this building it's like damn <laughs> this one <laughs> this one that I'm standing in right now yeah 
Yeah. And it's definitely, definitely those moments that I, I look back on. Like, I think I went to Cambodia and I've seen uh, Angkor Wat, which is just this big temple. I seen it. I seen the temple in Japan as well. And I was like, wait, hold up. Samurais used to be samurais. Yeah, but no, it's definitely cool to see stuff like that. Definitely cool to see stuff like that. Uh, so listeners, if y'all don't have the travel bug already, like this is the action item segment of the episode. Go ahead and start planning whatever place you want to go to. At least look into it. Look to see what the flights typically cost. Look to see what you can do. Renew your passport. Like if it's about to expire, like be ready for that. We're going to get into some words of advice later in the episode, but I need y'all to have a passport ready. Need y'all to have some destinations in mind because I want our people to travel and see the world more for sure. For sure. And so outside of traveling, you also have another passion. I'm not sure how active of a passion it is right now, but I put it on a run of show, so we're going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> and, and that is analog compost with a hint of digital. Tell yeah, us about I mean, it. I, um, I got into photography just because I feel like film is just a passion of mine. The ultimate goal for me is to end up making like documentaries. A lot of people don't know that, but like, yeah, I, I really love documentaries. Um, so um, for ethnic studies, my, my final project was like a film. And I thought about how like important it is to document um, people in real time, like family members, cultural folks that you admire, just all of that. And I started taking photos and I don't know, it's just become a pastime, a hobby that I really, really enjoy. Um, and just a form of record keeping really um, and having physical copies of things that I care about in my life. I feel like um, at this time, everything is so technology-based and like you have all your memories on your Instagram or you know on your computer, but it's so important to have physical, tangible you know, items. So like photography, uh, film photography and, and vinyl records are like things that I'm passionate about and collecting for, you know, the future and just to have. Want to talk more about the exclusive documentary drop you just had. What's, what's the, uh, what's the <laughs> impetus for the documentary? What type of documentary do we want to develop? Um, I think, I think life is just about being curious for me and I don't really have a, documentary that I that I'm my heart is set on but um just things that I'm interested in I feel like a lot of times things are a bit too directed for me like a bit too I don't know how to say it but a bit too like boxed in and a lot of times what creativity means to me is just following your curiosity and what you're interested in so I plan on making documentaries about stories um, from people in my community um, and what they're interested in because that's the most interesting thing to me. Wow, that's so heartwarming. I can't wait to see it all come into fruition because I feel like in an essence, that's also kind of the reason why I like podcasting and this style of podcasting in general because I feel like we're making the documentary clips as we're going along. So it's like, 
yeah, the, at this moment in time, this is what Aaliyah was interested in because people are going to watch this. You're going to make your documentary. You're going to win an Oscar for best documentary and whatnot. And then people are going to like do a deep dive on you as a documentary producer. And they were like, damn, like she was talking about this in 2023. Like, what was I on? Like, I think it's dope. So I'm excited for that documentary to come to fruition and we'll be poking at you to make sure that you're making progress. No, I'm just gonna, I will hold you accountable. I'm not going to poke. <laughs> okay. I mean, I appreciate that. I think um, your story and other stories adjacent are, are things that I'm definitely interested in. So uh, by holding you accountable, I'll be hitting you up. Maybe. Hey, I got stories for days. I remember <laughs> you as a youngin. No. <laughs> please please uh but no i love the idea of just capturing these moments and not having an over-reliance on technology because literally i see people that will take a photo on snapchat just to make sure it comes up in their memories a year from now and it's like it's, it's a very interesting way like i'm not judging the way that people like to use their technology but i think there is something special about tangibility with some of our memories and being able to capture moments and figure out what's important to you in these moments and i think that's why i love photographers specifically because it's all about perspective really like everybody could see this flower outside but you might see it a very specific way that you want to capture and have other people to see and so with all that in mind would you say, how would you identify yourself as a creative or as an artist, or is it just that you are a creative or just as an artist? Like, what are you? Um, I would say going back to the beginning of the conversation, I kind of see myself just as a student of life. I know that's like a cliche, but like, it really is what it is. Um, I just am curious about things and I, I want to explore them in a way that makes me happy and that represents me and the people around me in a way that may have not been done before or may have been done before but every perspective is new so um just really telling stories and um being interested in the stories around me I feel like that's what life is made of um your community and a lot of time especially our communities are overlooked in in different ways um, and our communities are so diverse and there's so many different types of us. <laughs> um, and just telling those stories is super important because um, it was stories like that that helped me and shaped me as a person. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think just growing up and seeing different types of Black people, um, different types of Black women, different types of Black queer folks, it's just uh super amazing and super inspiring so to keep that going is super important oh absolutely and so to kind of round us out with our conversation about your creative side if i were someone who didn't know you and i were to go on one of your ig pages or do a deep dive on the content that you put out there in the world from your travels analog compost uh, what would i learn about you through your art and through your way of expressing yourself online Probably that I don't take life seriously at all. <laughs> Interesting. That wouldn't be my takeaway. Really? I feel like I feel like I'm very unserious in the best way possible. I think 
and this this goes into the 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 conversation about dreams it's like nothing is unrealistic to me at all like a lot of times my family and my friends would be like you're nuts like you're crazy I don't know how you think you're going to get this done and believing in myself and believing in my dreams took me so far in life because uh, studying abroad traveling being creative all of that didn't come out of nowhere it wasn't born in the vacuum like I had to believe that I could do it and sometimes that belief doesn't really stem from anywhere but yourself and you really have to be kind of unserious to live a life like that um to believe that you know you can take a trip every year you can take a trip every three months and people are like how are you going to do that you work you have rent you have this you have that but I mean you can do anything and I feel like it's that it's that um the nature of being unrealistic that has carried me really far in in creative endeavors my life no, I love that. Um, and last step or two episodes ago now, I was talking to James King. And at the end of the episode, we we're talking about how sometimes you got to just be a little delusional with life. And it's like, I don't know how that's going to figure out now. But yeah, I believe it's going to happen. Like, and I feel like it's definitely a very biased thing for me to say, but I feel like that's a grind culture coming out of Los Angeles as like a black person. Like yeah. you're this big ass city where you can go from Compton to Beverly Hills, San Pedro, Hollywood. There's so many different facets to the city, but so many people with a dream and a mission. And you're in this big city where it's like, if I say that I want to be in the NBA, like the Lakers is right there. Like I can see them in my city before I even get to the Staples Center. I can pass by SC as people in college who's trying to be in the NBA too. If I want to be an actor, Hollywood right there. So it's yeah. like, why? I can envision it. Why can't I be it? Mm -hmm. And you mentioned dreams. And when I first asked what you might want to talk about on a podcast and you mentioned like the power of dreams, I think that more and more lately, especially as I've been getting more or back into the spirit of writing, I realize just how much of a dreamer I am and just how much of a, like, it feels kind of like quote unquote cocky. It's not cocky, but like a visionary I can be because it's like, yeah like no I see the vision like I can make it once I see the vision it's like oh it's over like y'all don't even yeah. know like, yeah <laughs> like, I'm the hell out of a shot it's like oh no the vision's here we're, we're good mm -hmm. like we're good and I even had a conversation with my dad I think it was yesterday because he was asking how was Philadelphia and there's even certain things I start to realize like oh I got this from my parents or I got this from this part of my life because my dad was like yeah like when I travel I like to operate with the thought process that this ain't gonna be the last time I'm here so I don't have to see everything here like I'll be back and I'm like yeah exactly like I don't need to see everything in Philly this week like I'm gonna be back in Philly it's nothing <laughs> yeah and I think that's important I think that I think that the most successful people in life have that that sort of idea that like once I see the vision that's it is what it is like no one else has to see the vision as long as I see it and I know it's real to me then it is real and no one can take that away from me like um that's why that's why it's just important to <laughs> stay in your head be a dreamer and don't listen to anyone else because like I said you have to make the world yours like it is yours to make whatever you want to make um and as you get older in life it it becomes harder I feel like 
to stay in that dream mindset, to stay in that like, oh, I'm a visionary. I can make this happen mindset because there's things coming from everywhere. <laughs> but um, you got it. And, you know, it's yours to do whatever you want with, really. See, this is why I'm so thankful that you're willing to get out of your head for a bit and be on your first podcast and share insight because not everybody thinks the way that you do. And I think it's important for people to hear you talk about these things because there might be some young Black girl listening to this podcast and it's like, dang, like, I'm a dreamer too, or I want to travel. I want to go to 22 countries. And so really appreciate you. I want to give you a little flowers early before we close out the episode. I appreciate you coming out of your comfort zone a little bit to be on a podcast because people need those words. People need to know that their dreams are impactful. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you for having me. I didn't, I didn't think that I would, you know, have so much to say, but I'm I'm thankful to, you know, have a platform and to speak to the listeners out there. And it's been fun. Definitely. Yeah. And don't worry. We still got like four or five more questions. We're we not rounding out. You're not out the hot seat yet. <laughs> yeah. You were speaking like we was doing the little YouTube close out, like subscribe. Now nah, we still we still got the, <laughs> the nuggets to hit before we close out. You ain't getting away that easily. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, but first things first, this is the last segment of the podcast. These are kind of quick hitters. So whatever comes to mind first, I just want to make sure that folks, I like to give people the story They want to make sure that it's kind of like that check, you know, understanding, like what you listening, like, do you, if you listen to anything in this podcast, we gave you to meet this other story, but here's the spark notes version of the podcast. So first things first, words of advice what is the best way to travel? And I'm leaving that open-ended intentionally because just thinking if I'm a person listening to this podcast, I haven't really traveled outside of my home state. What should be my mindset when I'm planning out a trip to somewhere I want to go? Um, Your mindset should be, you should have a yes mindset. You should not say no to anything. If someone invites you out, you say yes. You, you say yes to anything and really just be positive and open going into experiences. Um, obviously be safe, <laughs> say, say no to things that make sense, but um, yeah, just be ready to go. Um, and yeah, I mean, a yes mindset is all I can think of. Yeah. A yes mindset. And earlier on, you mentioned not necessarily just looking at like, oh, top 10 best places to go when you're traveling to, Paris. So how do you suggest that people go about planning out the where to go when they're, let's say I'm going to London tomorrow and I'm like, well, obviously tomorrow will be, I'm not, I'm not prepared if I'm going tomorrow, but let's say I have a trip planned for London in a few months. How should I best go about figuring out what I need to see in London? Um, make a plan, but leave it open because adaptability is important. You never know what's going to happen when you're there. And that's a part of having a yes mindset. You get there and you have a list of things that you want to do. Um, and it can be the top 10 list if you really don't know um, how to navigate that space or it's your first time traveling. You really do feel like you want to see everything. Um, just be ready for things to change and be open to finding new experiences. Um, and Talk to the locals, please, because they will point you in the best direction every single time. They'll let you know the best places to go, um, the best places to eat, and um, you know where you can find 
um, new and unique experiences, things that you may not find online. So being open, yeah. Who are some people who inspire you and or influence you? And don't feel the need to give an exhaustive list and feel like you got to hit every single person who's going to hit you up after this podcast. Like, man, you didn't mention me, but just like a few people who inspire and influence you. I think I'm really just inspired by the people closest to me, my close friends and my family, um, because they're the people that I know the best and they their dreams inspire me so when I see someone else that's close to me that has you know a dream or a thing that they're going after um it inspires me to do the same so like my best friend uh Trey he's like a filmmaker and um watching him grind every day it's just amazing to see um yeah so I'm really really inspired by the people closest to me where can people find you and how can they support you me so no i'm kidding uh, <laughs> um, hey call your shot <laughs> um i can be found on instagram at Ali adventures also on youtube at Ali adventures um i have some other projects that are coming soon um so just be on the lookout for that and i think that's pretty much it i'm not i'm not i'm not too many places not too many places but everywhere all at the same time <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about you not too many places three weeks from now in your story you're gonna be in brazil somewhere then you're gonna be in spain like <laughs> uh, any shameless plugs or things you things you want to manifest for the podcast on the podcast wow i feel like a year from now two years from now i'm gonna be looking back like dang i was on i was on one of the biggest podcasts look at me now that's what I'm manifesting for the podcast for you. But for me, um, just more life, more travels, more fun. Um, yeah. And I hope that I, you know, get to continue um, whatever I built. I don't even know what to call what I built, but whatever I built, just traveling and um, seeing the world, learning more. Um, and yeah, I hope the same for the listeners as well hope y'all get out there and, and do some fun things and experience things that you never thought you would experience a uh, step out of your comfort zone and don't let anyone tell y'all what y'all can do because you can do anything really so yeah that's what i'm manifesting for myself the podcast and for those who are listening out there and I think within your manifestations, you kind of alluded to some of what might be your answer to this last one, but takeaways from this episode for you and then takeaways from for our listeners. Um. Wow. A takeaway for myself is that like, I guess I have more to say than I think. Um, who would have thought? Who would have thought? I have more to say than I think and that I should kind of step into that a bit more. I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like my story isn't really that interesting. Um, but maybe I need to step out of that thinking and into like something a little a little more positive. But for other folks, I don't know, live your best life and have fun. <laughs> Honestly, life is all about fun um, and community and love and go out there and live in that live in love live in your community and experience as much as you can with the short time that we have here hey couldn't think of a better takeaway for our listeners 
Uh, and the last thing is last, turn it over to you. Any shout outs you have, any people you want to shout out, anything you want to say, anything I didn't ask that you really want to talk about before we close out? Do you have, what do you have in your pockets? <laughs> what do you have in your pockets? <laughs> I forgot that's something that you're such a curious person because Aaliyah used to ask me this question just randomly in undergrad just like what do you have in your pockets I'm like girl what are you talking about <laughs> I literally don't have anything in my pockets right now I'm at home right now um, I feel like I don't like too much on me when I'm recording the podcast so I'm not distracted by anything so my pockets are actually empty right now what do you have in your pockets I have pockets so I don't have anything in my pockets I have a bunch of stuff on my desk but nothing in my pockets let's do a walk through MTV crib style what's on the desk <laughs> a speaker another computer my computer a jar of change some ribbons my water bottle some photos of friends and family and yeah some books yeah not so much all right any any other questions besides what's in my pockets <laughs> um uh, wow I'm giving you a lot of power i know yeah i know i get to interview you now i mean we talked a lot about me here but what about yeah. you what's what's your favorite place so far um where are you looking forward to going i know you're going to amsterdam soon that's exciting yeah so um i've done more domestic travel than international travel um but even all things considered, Paris is definitely my favorite place that I've traveled thus far with uh, runners up being Atlanta, Georgia. I love Atlanta. I love Atlanta every time I've visited. Uh, definitely the best food I've tried anywhere. But I think just as someone who took three years of French in high school and even going back to the history thing, it's like as a freshman in high school at Bishop, when I was taking those classes, it was like, dang, like studying French is cool. And people always used to like say, like, oh, why aren't you taking Spanish? They're like, I don't know. I want to take French, like French cool, too. And people say, like, oh, you're never going to use that, though. And so I feel like there's some stubborn version of me who's like, I I'm going to use it, all right. I'm going to use it in Paris. And so to realize that 10 years later, however long it was, like to be able to go to Paris to speak the language, uh, to visit some of those places that are our French teacher talked about. And a lot of that were things that you're not going to see on the top 10 places to go. Like not everyone gets to see the Saint-Chapelle when they're going to Paris. Like you're not seeing these like really niche touristy type locations or art pieces so definitely paris definitely atlanta as far as i'm looking forward to i definitely looking forward to visiting amsterdam even though it's just for a few days going to a film festival out there which is just feels like real bougie to go to yeah, amsterdam for a film festival for a few days like i like i like being able to say that i'm i'm doing that like that's cool um i want to go back to paris for sure i want to go to new orleans um I kind of want to go to Miami just to like, I guess people go to Miami. Like I just wanted to hop off the plane, get out the airport real quick, just to say that I was in Miami. I'm not that enthused about Miami, um, but internationally, I definitely want to check out like Rome, Venice. I want to check out Greece, Thailand, Japan. I just, like you said, I just want to travel. I want to see the world. I feel like there's something everywhere that I could check out and have a lot of enjoyment in. So I'm definitely looking forward to, booking more flights, getting more stamps in a passport. Period. <laughs>
Yeah, no, I'm excited for you. I think that'd be fun. Rome is a little ghetto, so beware, but. Okay. Shout <laughs> out to the Roman Empire. You feel me? Yeah. So, yeah, no, that should be fun. Let me know when you're going so I can tell you to send me pictures and maybe send me um, a postcard. Postcard. If I remember, if I see a postcard, not everywhere I go, if I see a postcard, you're going to get postcards in the mail because no one asks for postcards but i've sent postcards before in my life so yeah i can I get back to the postcard postcard i'm saying on the podcast so it has to happen i'm gonna go to amsterdam find a postcard somewhere send you a postcard that is my mission listeners if i don't do it y'all probably wouldn't even know because <laughs> no i will i will make sure i will make sure that everyone knew like i will go out of my way to make sure that people know that you didn't send me a postcard. All right. Well, that's going to be the accountability ask of the podcast. I will send Aaliyah a postcard from Amsterdam and wherever else I go. Uh, but listeners, consider this episode of the Bank Hall a postcard to you all, wherever you are, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We call that a segue in the business. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure y'all follow the pod at Banquet Hall Pod. Uh, we sent this postcard to y'all to have Aaliyah's story on it. Make sure y'all take the tidbits and the takeaways from her story. Get the stamps in your passport. Renew the passport. Make sure you understand all the visa requirements. Get your shots. Whatever you need to do to get out there and travel. Uh, but let us know where you travel or if you have a vacation planned already somewhere cool. Hit us up with a voice note. Let us know where you're going, what you're excited about. And send us a postcard, most importantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but thank y'all for tuning in to this episode of the Banco Hall, Aaliyah's first ever podcast. Can't wait for the documentary. Can't wait for the additional travel stories. And we'll be here for your second episode in the future to hear more about it. Thank y'all for tuning in. <laughs>